0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM, and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me tonight, we have Jacob Terrell and somehow amazingly here tonight, Earl Nieto. Uh glad to have you guys both here in the house. Full, full. Full we'll chairs and again tonight. Excited to see it. Uh, we've got a whole lot to get to uh, before we do jump into the show. We do want to of course remind everyone we are live across YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook as we are each and every Tuesday night. If you are here in the chat with us, be sure to throw your questions and comments over in there. We will get to those throughout the show. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We have a lot to talk about this week, and uh, I just I have one burning question to ask you guys. Is a little salty in here?
1: Yes. Listen. (laughs) Did you know that there's a Lego bridge that you could walk across in Germany? I did. I did know that. Jacob, did you know? You're on mute.
2: (laughs) I did not, and I don't care. I (laughs) I still don't care, actually.
1: (laughs) That's only one of many that I have going today. You should care, Jacob.
0: You should because you know Lego is the toy that makes the world go round.
2: I I would care if it was in the United States where I may be able to go to it, but I don't plan on going to Europe anytime soon. So, eh, fair enough. Does sound know. good. Just wait till your
0: boys are old enough. Take them over to Legoland. Introduce them to everything there. They'll enjoy it. Plan.
1: Yeah. Huh, jokes on you! I have no boys. Listen, did you know sunglasses were originally designed did, for Chinese did, judges to hide their facial expressions?
2: Was that a when you said no boys? Were you referring to balls? Because I feel like you were referring to balls.
1: Look, look, look! If you're that's a wrestling you're, fan, that's that's why you're if, if you're a wrestling fan
2: on your anniversary. Apparently, ripped Jeff is, Hardy's career.
1: Look, if you're a wrestling fan, I can be like the Miz right now and talk about my balls for 20 straight minutes. Can I I go to bed?
2: (laughs) (laughs) This was an Earl free podcast.
1: (laughs) We thought so too, Harry. We all did. They were were excited (laughs) and I just like randomly showed
2: up. Until about 10 (laughs) minutes ago when all hell broke loose.
1: Yeah. Yeah, about 10 minutes
0: ago, I got a text from Earl saying, hey, did you send out the show link yet? I said, I thought you weren't going to be here. And sure enough, sure enough, here he is. So uh, Earl is with us. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Harry, appreciate you being over. In the- <laughs> little ball. <laughs> appreciate you being in the chat, yeah. Harry, as always. Hopefully your trip up to uh, Colorado has gotten a little bit better than the greeting you got from the Bears up there. So, uh, Jacob, how's the Avs game going tonight?
2: Uh, there's not one tonight.
0: There's I thought they were playing tonight, or is that
2: tomorrow? No, they, tomorrow. they played tomorrow. They oh, played okay. last night, and they played tomorrow. Oh, okay. So so you have, that you have my better, full right? attention. Uh, the Avalanche are up 2-1 two one okay so we have your full yeah, we attention lost tonight. last night six to two they did lose last night six to two all right they um, won the, the game before that seven to nothing though so
1: yeah because it became a history game last night um did you know this is a sports fact by the way um the avalanche have become the first team in stanley cup playoff history all right fair
2: harry fair
1: uh whatever it, it's all meshing <laughs> together. I've been on vacation for five days right now. It's meshing together. Anyways, no, they, they played last you... night. He's saying that the Avalanche didn't play last night. Oh, because right? they got their that's break. my mind. Anyways, the yeah, Avalanche not. last night became the first team to win by more than five goals one night and then lose by more than five goals the next.
2: We didn't lose by more than five goals. Do your or math by or... five goals. Whatever. <laughs> no, we lost by four. <laughs> four. That's a government employee for two. you. That's a government, yes. employee. Wait. a government employee on vacation
1: <laughs> for the net for the past five days. And it's not over until one, two, three, four, five, six more, five more days. Well, there you go. Well, by the time you get done with your
0: vacation, I'll be leaving on vacation more than likely or pretty close to it. So, uh, yeah, we got we got so much to get to first. First thing I want to get to. And uh, this is this is kind of big news. I saw it being tweeted around. I don't know if it made it over to Facebook or other places, but apparently over the weekend, obviously, El Paso Locomotive and Detroit City FC had a match that was broadcast live nationwide on ESPN, not ESPN Plus, not ESPN2 News, the like that, on the flagship ESPN channel outdrew MLS games. Official numbers are El Paso and District City pulled in 197,000 views uh, for that match on Saturday. Earl, I mean, how big of a deal is this that USL is pulling numbers over on ESPN proper?
1: Um, It would be a big deal if it was like any other team. But because it's Phoenix, or because it's El Paso, no one cares.
0: Well, see, I, I think that's different, though.
1: Um, yeah, no, no one
0: cares. <laughs> no, one, no, one cares. No, it, no, it was just Detroit City that played and the only people watched Detroit City. Absolutely. You know, Detroit City had a scrimmage and intra-squad match there on Saturday and still pulled 200,000. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously, we're not El Paso fans at all, but in terms of the league, I mean, this has to be a significant moment for the league to show the growth and the numbers that that the league is going to pull. Uh, given the right amount of exposure, um, I mean, Jacob, what was your thought on
2: on those numbers? I, I mean, it overall, it's good for the league. Um, I wish it was two other teams that happened to play that game because I think there's probably twelve teams in the league. That I think if it's any matchup between those twelve teams, that it's going to do that. No, those kind of numbers mm-hmm. would be my my guess, anyways. Um, and so for it to the, to be those two fan bases um, uh, is just kind of annoying. So, yeah. All right, Robert over in chat. Hey, appreciate you, ch- you popping in, Robert.
0: Uh Robert and I were talking over in the USL show uh chat earlier.
2: Uh still some bad feelings about the, the supposed crispy hand. Uh you handball. You show me a definitive angle of that handball and I will cop to it. There. But there is not There's a definitive a angle. The refs didn't call it. It, it, it. Here's an idea. Score a goal in 120 minutes. <laughs>
0: There you go. That's exactly what I was saying. Show me a definitive angle of the handball. And, and Harry sent me something uh, in a DM the other day. I won't tell you guys what it was, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. And of course, El Paso does wave little flags. Little brother had to try to copy us and uh, do what they do. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think to Harry's point here, you know, as a league, you have to support the thing. Now, obviously, it didn't pull as much as the MLS so, match over on ABC, which is around, I think it was 550000 but still. So,
1: let me, let, me, let me correct myself. Okay. Because, yes, it is a big deal that a USL championship broadcast pulls that kind of numbers on ESPN, which is obviously the... <laughs> I can't do it with the chat today. I got I gotta to go to private <laughs> chat so I don't see all the bullshit coming through. Um so yeah, it's obviously a big deal that USL pulls big numbers in in ESPN, but like I said, no one cares because it's El Paso. Well, see if I, it was I, I, any I, other team playing Detroit City, shit, it could have been fucking loud in. And I would have been okay with it. It could have been any other fucking team other than El Paso, and it would I'd have been okay with it. But because it's El Paso, no one cares.
0: See, I have to differ. And again, we we don't like El Paso, but the Your match on is bastard. no one wants to hear it. <laughs> the match on Saturday that that we saw was a really well played match between Detroit City uh, and their Inter Squad match. And so I think it just goes There's to the, the display. only one that watched it. I think. I mean, there were at least 196,000 people that watched that long with me. So, um, I, it was really good football that we saw. And I think it's a huge step for the USL, not only to get the, get the airtime on ESPN proper, but to put on a, uh, on a match that was really well played and to have, uh, Devin Kerr, um, on the call for that match and and the background of Keyworth, I thought it was fantastic. Um, now, obviously there are some clubs that I think are going to draw better than than those two, but you still have to look at it from the standpoint of, you know, the league. I mean, that's ma- Those are massive numbers. And that's only the first of several of more broadcasts to come over on ESPN. And on the heels of the MLS announcement with Apple, Like, I have to think that ESPN is going to start looking at this and say, hey, ESPN or somebody is going to say, hey, maybe we have another product here that we should be pushing and putting into those time slots. Or do you guys disagree with this? Do you think that this is more on the fact that MLS isn't getting the push that it should? My God, are you still talking?
2: (laughs) Oh. It'd be nice to be able to miss you every once in a while, Earl. <laughs>
1: you do. That's what the other seven days, other six days are for.
2: That's that's fair. It'd be <laughs> nice to miss you on the podcast. I should say. Um, you had two weeks ago to do that. or three weeks ago. Oh, when just Harry was on. That's right. Forgot. Anyways, what was the question? Earl distracted me. The question was it. <laughs> Is this more
0: about the product that USL is putting out and do they deserve a better push? Like, do, does ESPN or someone else come and start looking at the USL as a product because the USL TV rights deal is up in 2023? Or is this more that MLS doesn't get the push from ESPN?
2: Um, I, I have so many problems with ESPN right now, uh, which, <laughs> which um, I know that is a ongoing joke uh, in the mls world anyways Uh, but i i think oh hey there's some bro man on facebook Uh, i think with mls moving to apple tv here soon uh, espn would be smart to push us a little bit more uh and try to keep our rights because you need to me anyways, you need some kind of soccer right now. It's not blowing up. It's not NBA NFL numbers, obviously, but there is clearly enough of a soccer fan base in the United States that you want a piece of that pie. And if premier league is NBC and MLS is going to Apple TV, uh, if, espn can keep us and bundesliga then they at least have a small chunk of that pie when it comes to soccer and i think sombrero ram brings up up a great
0: point here world cup is just months away i mean should be right should be right now but yeah should be right now obviously but you know with world cup you know just around the corner this is a a wonderful time for ESPN or some other entity to step in and really start pushing domestic soccer and, and start that pathway into 2026 to see where the growth could go. And, and here too, if loose city Hartford, we got a couple of comments about that. Now I don't know how big Lou city and Hartford are going to draw because Hartford's not necessarily a good team. Loose city is. So I think if you, if you look at the demographics of that, after that, I think you'll get a lot of people tuning in from the loose city area or from other or from other spots around the league, you know that tend to be you know, football hotspots. But you know, for Hartford, probably not. But yeah, I think going forward, as you look at these individual matches, I think it could, it could be a
2: good barometer for what the league could do in the future or where that growth is going to be. Question for you guys and also you guys in the chat. Um, in your opinion, what match, what two teams would draw the most numbers? in the usl who i I think a
0: looking at uh, looking at who we have right now this year playing well i mean you would either need a rivalry game like over in the chat here like lucity tampa you know, that would be a good matchup, Uh, you know, a, a, a good, two good Western conference clubs or, you know, I mean, you would want a good like cross cross league matchup. Like Detroit city is going to pull well against anybody from the West right now, because Detroit city has been playing well, you know, you throw Pittsburgh in there, you throw Tampa. I mean, you could probably throw,
2: Steph, San I asked Diego. For two teams, not the
0: whole league. I'm not giving you the whole league. I'm not going to throw you. I'm not going to throw you anyone in the you know bottom half of either league. I mean, you're looking at the top three or four in each in each conference,
2: really. So, if you had to narrow down to one matchup, what would it be? Uh, San Diego Detroit. How
0: about that? I think that would be an interesting matchup. You're you're going to have the Landon Donovan storyline. You're going to have Detroit City storyline. That I think that match would pull.
1: Got anything, Earl? Yeah, I was waiting for Seth to finish his breakdown kind of the league. Okay. <laughs> um, some bro man said it on the on his comment there. Um, I think us in El Paso, as much as I hate giving El Paso any kind of credit, fucking bullshit. Uh, as much as I hate giving El Paso any kind of credit, I think us and them, because that's a rivalry game, and going back two years where we played them every other fucking week, uh, that would probably be the one that I would see pulling.
2: So I, th- I think my opinion of this is I think it would have to be a cross division, an intra division. In I always get those two mixed up. Cross division matchup. So we need an East versus a West. I think you need you need an East versus a West to kind of get the whole country kind of into it. I don't, I don't think a New Mexico United El Paso game would get the best numbers. We'd get numbers. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it would get the best numbers. I do think we could we could be involved if we were on the road. And so I think us versus a loose city in loose city or us versus like a pittsburgh who Ooh, has been around for a long time. That's a shout right there, Carlos. I don't know how I I like memphis and could could be there. Um See, I think the only way that us versus Luce City would
1: draw is if we were both sitting number one.
2: No, I think Luce City has a pedigree of four, five, six years worth of of good performance and has been showcased on ESPN2 and ESPN News and ESPN Deportes several times. Um, And there's a reason why they're always on those games. Uh, Because those games do numbers when they're on those channels. Um, So I I think that anything Lou city is involved in anything Detroit city is involved in um, Memphis. I'm not sure they have the longevity that some of these other teams have or the fan base that some of these other teams have. Like we don't have the longevity, but we know our fan base is is very big and, and would draw Memphis. I don't think has that size of fan base and they don't have that history going back because they came into league the same year we did. So not a terrible decision, but but no. Um you have to have both teams as name brands and I don't think New Mexico or San Antonio has that draw just because of the name that could be. Uh we also have a quarter final run in the Open Cup that I think got our name kind of out there nationwide. That could be like, oh yeah, I've heard of these teams. I've heard of this team, and I've heard of Los City. Let's watch this game. I I do think I, I liked Harry's Phoenix Detroit uh, matchup uh, because that uh, one it would just be spicy. It would be it'd be the saltiest matchup of fan bases I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, Twitter would go nuts over. Uh, that. Oh, Twitter would do, tw- tw- Twitter would break. <laughs> Twitter would just. Crash, we would yeah. no longer have Twitter, or we would. It would take a while to get Twitter back up if that matchup happens. Especially if that matchup happened when both teams are good. Uh, so not this year. <laughs> <Phoenix>. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that is Detroit City, Phoenix, New Mexico, Lou City, something along those lines of East versus West. Hey, Jacob, um, I think we we'll do that. I didn't name seventeen. <laughs> Seth <laughs> and the, the the Phoenix Detroit city was Harry's not mine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, speaking. Pick uh, you out of here too. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens
0: with the numbers going forward. Obviously, Lou City Hartford this coming weekend. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on, on it. Not necessarily the match itself. Um, Cause I just, I feel like Lucid is going to run away with that one, but I want to see the numbers. I want to see how that draws and see what happens there. Um, but speaking of websites going down, uh, apparently the USL championship website did go down earlier today, um, on the heels of the news coming out that New Mexico United's match against RGV for tomorrow night had been rescheduled. Um, apparently it's, it's rigged. Apparently it's a giant conspiracy theory. Um, But New Mexico United and RGV, as we mentioned, are going to have two matches uh, coming up here in just a couple weeks, July 6th and July 9th. Um, But this was obviously big news, made some people a little bit salty again. New Mexico United, of course, announcing another scheduled date um, that people believed was no longer available or that wasn't there before and that United just pulling stuff out of their asses um i actually hey, spoke, you can't
1: say that uh
0: i spoke to the club earlier i was having a back and forth with, with someone at the club and direct question are you any chance you can clarify the reschedule date for RGV? Why were we able to fit this one in on the 6th and not rising? Now, obviously, we know what happened with the Phoenix Rising match. Um, rescheduled on very short notice. Uh, that match was moved from Isotopes field to the UNM soccer complex. Uh, response I got was, "It's a good question. Ultimately, the Topes were able to get us a date this time. We have next no control over this stuff. We're at the mercy of the venues. So... I did follow that up. I asked, uh, I did re-verify that the, that the, that the lowest dose match I'm scheduled for October 5th was in the hands of the league prior to Phoenix rising needing to be rescheduled. So that date was out for that match and the other issues, apparently it was the isotope saying no. Um, obviously, you know they are the the primary tenants of Isotopes Park, and uh, although the city owns it, Isotopes do run and operate it, and so they do have veto power over additional matches or rescheduled matches there at the at the field. Now, obviously, this week was because of the amount of rain we had been getting, causing issues with the field, which is causing issues with the conversion itself, which could in turn uh, turn into. Uh, player safety issues are actually damaging the field at isotopes park. So um, that's what it is. It's not New Mexico United picking out the date. It's not, you know, anything like that. That's not what happened with Phoenix. That was, you know, that was the Isotopes stepping in saying, Hey, you can't have this date. You can't have this date. You can't have this date. I mean, the the conversion time is hard enough as is. Um, It's typically around a 48 to 72 hour turnaround to even get the pitch ready. Um, so, uh, we'll bring in some of Harry's comments here, right here. Uh, I think when New Mexico United gets the stadium that you have that soccer atmosphere, hopefully it would bring the legacy NMU hosting major matches like that. Absolutely. Absolutely there. And then, uh, who here, since NMU can pick dates out of the book for some games and others, there's nothing available again, that I just addressed that, you know, it's United is at the mercy of UNM at the mercy of the city at the mercy of, you know, the isotopes. Uh, which all goes into, we need a soccer specific stadium. And you're absolutely right here. It, it does look poor, um, you know, uh, on both, you know, and it's not that they weren't flexible for RGV. It was, it's not the club. It's not the league. It's the isotopes The because it's the isotopes ground crew that comes in. They're the ones that handle the field conversion. They're the ones that take care of all that. that's not United's call. So, um, you know, it, it's just really unfortunate. And and here, you need a soccer-specific stadium. Yes, we do. And we are expecting an announcement at some point, hopefully in the next month or two still. So, first of all, thoughts on the rescheduled match and then thoughts on what United's having to deal with in order to get these matches put into place.
1: Let's it, start literally, it literally doesn't matter about the reschedule because it's not going to be any kind of advantage for us they're still playing on a fucking wednesday night yeah it's two weeks later but they're still playing on a wednesday night not like a saturday or a friday night where we can draw draw crowds in no you're gonna play on a wednesday night where everyone has to go to fucking work on thursday morning um and also with that reschedule that puts united playing five games and 15 matches where they're playing pretty much every other day so it does no good for us, and for the Phoenix fans or who are crying about it, they can just pretty much shut up about it because it does us no good.
0: I agree, Harry. Back-to-back against RGV is a little odd, um, but, you know, it's we, – we pulled the short straw with RGV. We played them three times this year, so, you know, with the – and talking to the club like there were literally like no other dates available and it's not like a united saying hey there's no dates it's again working with the city the isotopes unm you know like and you know i said are there any other dates available and they couldn't think of any possibilities right, jacob what what's your take on all this you gotta unmute first <laughs> Yeah,
1: I I like it better the way it was.
2: Yeah, you probably will by the time I'm done. Hmm. (sighs) Deep breath. Okay. Two things. One. Our field does not suck near as bad as some soccer-specific stadium fields suck. Uh, Looking at... What match was that? The Sacramento match? I think it was the other day. Sacramento's Uh, was terrible. Atlanta United 2's was terrible the other day, too. I mean, so... uh, Is it a great situation to be playing on a baseball. We talk about El Salvador's, but, uh, El Salvador's <sighs> was a joke, but uh, yeah, conca Uh But that uh, point one um, Harry, it looks poor on New Mexico and USL headquarters. No, I, I it doesn't. It, it's a shitty situation that turned into another shitty situation that turned into another shitty situation it it sucks but it it doesn't look near as poor as the phoenix fans would lead you to believe if you look at the schedule there was just nothing that we could do um and it, it it just is what it is and that's that's all that I don't. I don't know what else. I don't know what Phoenix wants from us. I don't know what Phoenix fans want from us. Uh, I, I think they want us to die. Or they want us to exist. move the match to Phoenix. That's what they want. Yeah. So I, I just. I, I'm. We've. That match happened two months ago. We have talked about it on like five different fucking episodes. I, it. It's just. It. It's the definition of beating a dead horse. Um. And so. Then Rising should just be better, Harry. <laughs>
1: so, exactly. You know what? Uh, that comment there, Harry, and I never <laughs> call comments an idiot, but that's an idiot comment. You'd be calling comments idiots, Earl, but. I know, um, I know. I've never called Harry's comments an idiot. No, that's. If you that's look crazy. at it, Rising lost 7 0 to us. Okay. Whatever. They played their scrub unit. They played their fucking grandmas that they had to go dig out of the grave. Whatever the fuck happened. Okay. But the next four or five games, what happened? They didn't play their scrub units. They're playing fucking Santi Moar and Joey Kalistri and all their fucking starters, and they're still fucking losing. So, no, I don't want to fucking hear it that they – if they miss the playoffs, it's because the goal differential. They're going to miss the playoffs because they fucking suck.
2: So, so I will will – Sorry, I got a little heated there. I'll back up just a hair. If you're talking about just that situation – just the Phoenix game, I will say, yes, it does look bad on New Mexico. Or not New Mexico United, but the situation is just bad. It looks bad. But for them to keep bringing it up after we scheduled the Los Dos match, which already had the date held, this situation here, they're, they're all separate entities. They're all separate situations. And so for those to all be looked at as one thing is what i think doesn't look poorly because they're all different situations they're they they they're not connected the only way that they are connected is the fact that we couldn't put phoenix on october 5th because that was already held by listos um and in this situation it just sucks so i love that comment robert i freaking love that comment eps to sabotage them that's freaking incredible Um, No, we can't. We're screwed no matter what. We'll we'll, we'll never please everybody, uh, especially Phoenix fans. Um, As for this move for just this match, I'm done talking about the Phoenix one. It is what it is. Um,
1: We'll bring it up again later on. Don't worry about it. As
2: for the RGB match, I'm very upset that it's not being played tomorrow uh, just because I want soccer. I wanted soccer tomorrow. um, And I... I know that like our, our buddy Josh uh, Kaskin from wrote for us, wrote for Somosma or Somos Nios News News uh, back before, um, wrote for Chris last year. Uh, All around good dude. He's in town from Michigan. Uh, was going to go, can't go now because it's not going to be there. He's not going to be here for the Saturday game. I don't believe, so he's missing out. So. So it just all in all, I just hate that it happens. And then for it to be moved to the sixth, where we have 15 games in five days is what it feels like. I, I know I have it backwards, Seth. I did it on purpose. It's five games in 15 days, but humor me. Um, uh, it just sucks. It just really does suck. Luckily, two of those against RGV at home, so they just could, could be worse. But um, uh, it is what it is. It had to be done. I get it safety and, and field transformation and the rain, which we need. God knows we needed it. Um, just, and, and it happens, whatever. Uh, we'll move on. Yeah, it's,
0: and and to, <clears throat> I said, we'll reason. move on.
2: Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just at this point ahead. here. Like,
0: you know, we're all for the banter. We're all for, you know, poking fun guys. Stop putting phallic images on our Twitter feed, please. Like, I don't want to have to mute you or hide replies, but I did like it's not necessary like you want to come at us you want to banter I, I even told them to come on the show i even told them to come on a show but where are they they're not here um but yeah so we're gonna we're gonna have a, a very busy month of july uh, and the next few night obviously you know there's going to be some rotation there's going to be a lot of stuff going on uh, over the next few weeks a little bit more news. Uh, USL Championship Team of the Week is out. Uh, Rashid Tete and Sergio Rivas both named to the Team of the Week after their performances. Uh, I mean, Rashid is a guy that we haven't really talked about as much this season as I feel like we should. But Rashid is very quietly putting together a very good season. And watching Sergio play uh, last week against Oakland, especially after he moved up top, like Sergio this did some amazing things. So congratulations to those guys. I mean, um, obviously we know what Sergio can do. We've seen it like, but let's talk about Rosh for a minute. You know, Rosh is one of those guys who's been very quiet throughout his entire time here in New Mexico, but we've seen what he can do, particularly tracking back and uh, making some recoveries on defense. What is he doing this season for you guys that uh, that's really helping him to stand out?
1: lateral. <laughs> uh, I went on a minute playing on playing that no fucking knew it. Um so I think Rosh is just playing smart. I mean, he's not making dumb turnovers. He's playing clean. He's not committing as many fouls as he was year one or year two. Uh, he's just overall grown into a really good player. Really yeah. all I can describe it as.
2: Jacob, what do you think out of Rosh? Uh, the same thing I saw out of Rosh in year one when he was a rookie and was our best center back by far. Uh In year one, then he got hurt, had to make adjustments in in how he played because he got hurt, uh, had to get healthy. Now that he's healthy and three years down the road, we're seeing that he is one of the better defenders in this league. Um, I I would take him over. Several I, I take him almost over anybody in a one on one situation i every everybody's gonna get beat in a one-on-one situation at some point in time but he he's gonna get beat a lot less than just about everybody uh and as he's proven that time after time after time uh with new mexico united and so to me it's just him finally getting healthy and getting opportunity again after uh battling a couple injuries in a couple years and then you know when you battle injuries and you get replaced sometimes you lose your job due to an injury. If somebody else steps up and is playing really well. So I think that's what has happened the last two years. And we're just now seeing him go back, come back to into form health wise and opportunity wise that he had in year one, Uh, because he was, I don't think he got named our defender of the year in year one, but he was our rookie of the year in year one uh, pretty easily. And should have been our defender of the year, except for maybe Suggs. Suggs probably got it that year. But, um, you, you, you think back to year one, we had, we played that four, four, two a lot and we had Schmidt and we had Tete, Sam played back there a little bit. Um, Samson played back there a little bit in the center in the two center back roles. And Tete was by far our best. Just, it wasn't even close. So, seeing him perform now, even though it's kind of in a different position, we've seen him way higher up the pitch the last several weeks. In fact, he's the one that had the hockey assist on the Weehan goal. Um He's the one that had a, I mean, it wasn't a very complicated pass. He was just standing there. Everybody was kind of just standing there, but he was able to find a little space to get it to Nava and put it in a perfect spot for Nava to make that turn. Um and get in position to put that cross in for we end to head home. So uh, you're just seeing, seeing that he's just an all around just soccer player. He just, he's just going to do whatever it takes, uh, whatever position you ask him to play. And, and now that he's healthy, that's just what we're seeing as he's, he's perfectly capable of doing that.
0: Yeah. Rush has really flourished out there on the right this season. And in a lot of instances, especially when we go to three at the back, you can, we kind of see Kalen playing more out that that left center back role, which is not necessarily something that we've seen a lot of. He's always been that 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 more central defender. uh but we have Rosh playing as well as he has, and Will playing as well as well as he has. Like that does push Kalen out wider, which I think is not necessarily Kalen's strong suit. But you've got Rosh on the right, you've got Harry andor Brucey coming coming down the left, and even and honestly, like we Rosh playing so well on the right. Brucey's not getting chances to play here lately. And it's, like I said, it pushes everyone over the left. And so we're not seeing Raddy get in there. And I love Raddy because Raddy is an incredibly physical out there, but you know, Rosh's football and footballing intelligence has just been ast- amazing to watch and to see how he breaks down defenders uh, over on that. Right. It's just been a lot of fun. And he just, he's a really unsung guy doesn't get a lot of press, doesn't get a lot of talk. Um, but, yeah, he, definitely well-deserved uh, for him and for Sergio this week for their performances. Uh, Robert, with a question in the chat, can we talk about Nava's Dumb and Dumber
1: haircut? He's going to hear about it in San Antonio, just saying. So, yes, we can talk about Nava's Dumb and Dumber haircut whenever we start talking about Mitchell Tainter's last name.
2: Um.
0: Yeah, so uh, it feels like it's been like a week and a half since we last played. I know we just played on Wednesday of last week, um, but United did pick up a 2-1 win over Oakland Roots uh, and a match that really kind of hinged at halftime. Oh, we have a um, match to talk about. Wow. We, yeah, right. Um, I really was going to kind of not talk about it too much, but we've, gotta, we've got some time. So, um, you know, you look at the way that we played last week and you could see where Oakland's development has come from and where they're at. And they played really well in that first half. You know, they picked up the the goal there about midway through the, through the half. And then in the second half, you bring on Christian Nava and the match just turns on a dime. And we keep talking, we keep talking about Christian Nava and people just don't listen to what we have to say. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, but, You know, he's getting press in the USL Championship website. He's getting mentions elsewhere, you know, from from John Morrissey, from other places, and, like, Christian Nava is a guy to keep an eye on. Like, just his play on Wednesday night last week was absolutely astounding. He involved in both goals, and he's really become the driving force out of the midfield for us.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Nava single-handedly changed the game. I mean, he came
2: on... We've already talked about how if he just saw more dead puppies when he was little, um, he would already be transferred out of the USL. Yeah, that's that's all. It was. Yeah. If he had dead puppy neck tattoos, um, yeah. Unfortunately, would, New Mexico doesn't be believe
1: gone. in euthanizing dogs, and they believe in having 900 dogs in one animal shelter. Um,
2: <laughs> like, are you so yeah. turn this? Turn this. And never
1: mind. Never mind. Go ahead, Earl. Go ahead. I should have taken that off. Well, we have planned on it. We
2: say
0: that every week. Well, so so let me ask you this like, what is it about the way that Christian plays that's really causing this this effect when he's on there?
1: Like he's just making defenders miss. He's it's his willingness to stand up to a grown-ass man. I mean, he's not afraid of anyone of any size and he will play against the biggest of the bigs. I mean, he's not afraid. And then he's just super fucking quick.
2: It's so he, it's his it's his speed and his motor. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes he does. Uh anyways, his speed and his motor. He uh, you saw that first goal uh, he gets the ball. One, he has a shit ton of space, which doesn't make any sense to me. But he he receives that ball in the final or in their third, and is past midway the midway point on the pitch in two seconds. I mean, he's just gone uh, because he has that much space and that much speed. Um, and then his skill with the ball at his feet, whether it's that pass. I mean, an outside of the boot, inch perfect pass to Rivas for that first goal, uh, or to lead up to that first goal, uh, is just, I mean, just his, his touch is incredible. And then you see that with him, not making opponents. You see him, uh, just putting opponents in a blender and just breaking ankles left and right. I mean, his skill with the ball is, is I would say unmatched on our team. Honestly, he just, he he has that, that, and then his motor, you see, he never stops, never stops. He is all over the freaking place and he will maybe make a bad He, for all the skill that he has on the ball. Nobody's perfect with the ball. And he, I think has a lot of confidence in himself when the ball's at his feet and will occasionally dribble into trouble and, and get the ball taken away from him. But when that happens, he doesn't just put his head down and go, Oh man. And then, and then watch the play develop going away from him. Like some people, Santimar, um, he turns and busts his ass to get back on D and more often than not causes trouble enough to get a turnover. If he turns the ball over in our attacking third, he will get back and get the ball back before they get into their half. Uh see I, you and see I think it time and time again.
1: I, I think he's a huge part of that because if you look at the past two years, I'll go back two years. Tainter. Uh, so if you go back two years, there's one person that we constantly, constantly, constantly talked about that would turn the ball over and then decide to set up a fucking picnic in the middle of pitch and eat a fucking sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all know who I'm going to go to. Um, obviously with that person being gone, um, we now have someone who, yeah, when he makes a mistake, he gets back and he owns up to it and he knows that he fucked up and he gets back and tries to correct his mistake. Um, where in times past, we would have the three letter person just decide to fucking pull out a barbecue grill and not, not play the rest of the game.
0: Yeah. I think Harry hit it on. I mean, we've all kind of, you guys have all kind of hit it on the head. You know, he's a high motor guy, his creativity on the ball and even just watching him from when he signed the Academy last year to where he was at the beginning of this year. And now almost halfway through the season, like you can see the development there. A few weeks ago, we had the chance to talk to Zach and, you know, talk about Christian Nava specifically, you know, what is, where does Christian still have room to improve? And one of the things he talked about was his crossing, you know, does he have enough leg? Number one, number two, you know, his, his working on his accuracy and, you know, we, I mean, Nava he's getting better every single game. And then that, of course, that, that cross into the like just absolutely spot on. Perfect with the, with, with the placement of that ball, and obviously, you know, the finish from bees was, was top notch as well, but yeah, like Christian's vision of the field. And we've heard the team talk about it, like his footballing IQ is off the charts. Like he just seems to always put himself in a position to be involved in the play somehow, which is something that really early on this season. And for a lot of last year, we didn't have out of that midfield. And so I think this is something that we're going to keep seeing as the season goes on. And you know, I would not be surprised to see rumors start popping up about, you know, Nava getting an offer
2: somewhere else. Sorry. I keep getting into it with vagina plaster just because um, (laughs) it's, it it's actually turned fun to me. So, so uh, we're going back and forth again. Um, Yeah. He's, he's not going to be here long guys. He's, He's too talented, has too much potential, and he's too young. Um, I, I, I'm i telling you, if he was three inches taller and 40 pounds bigger, he's he would have been gone before Luna, I think, mm-hmm. uh, because he would have been playing with the first team before that. Right? The, the hesitation that's been with the first team is that his size just is a liability at times, uh, and it still is, but he's played so well that you can't take him off. I mean, he started the first 3 matches in this 3 match win or 5 match win streak. Uh he missed Orange County, I believe, altogether. It wasn't even in the 18 for some reason. But then he comes on in this game down one nothing and if it's not for that move of bringing him in and moving Rivas up, uh <laughs> That was, a, that was a good one, Robert.
0: I like this Robert Gay. He's cool. Yeah. Um, the, the good thing is Nava won't need to
2: go through the NIL to get it, though. Yeah, but he—he's just—he's too talented not to get an offer from somebody. Um, where I don't know, but he's—he's he's going to go somewhere in the next year or so. He just is yeah he is and so
0: you know we need to be fortunate that we have him for the time that we do and you know just enjoy watching his development and his contribution to this team while he's here and you know looking ahead we've got legion on saturday now that there's no midweek match and um you know i heard it described you know a couple of different places and earlier especially over on the usl show saying this could be the uh nico brett revenge tour revenge match uh since he did come over from Birmingham Legion um Legion uh, Legion are not playing up to where we saw them last year they're currently sitting sixth over in the Eastern Conference on 22 points so they're not far off of the form that United is in but um they've obviously played a couple more matches lost a couple more than than United has so this is a match that's going to be really interesting because Legion come in four undefeated. We're on seven undefeated, and Legion have won their last three in a row. Um, you know they've got wins over Memphis, Phoenix Rising, obviously, uh, and then New York Red Bulls. So looking at this match, this is not a team that we've seen before. Tomorrow night, Jacob and I are actually going to sit down with uh, with Taylor Hodges from uh, Hammering Down. We're going to talk to him a little bit. Um, you know what do we expect on Saturday against Legion?
2: Um, <laughs> uh, especially not playing tomorrow. Uh, I expect an ass kicking is what I expect. Honestly, <laughs> that would be nice. That that would definitely be nice. You know, pick up a a win
0: against another you know strong Eastern Conference club. And I do say strong for Legion. You know, again they came off of a fantastic season last year. I feel like they're they're finding their form now, and so you know, looking at what they do, I mean. They're still, they're still very much a club that's dangerous in the attack. You know They're not necessarily weak at the back, at least from what I've seen. Um, but they're just
2: very inconsistent
0: in the way that they play.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch them near as much as I thought I was going to at the beginning of the year. I, I was really excited to watch them at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, they're, they're rounding into form now. Uh, but uh, if we were getting paid for it, Harry, you would get a cut. But volunteer is volunteer, buddy. So <laughs> you, if you want a cut of zero, then it's it has to be zero, my friend. Um, you can get my cut because I wasn't even invited. No, you were kind of. We assume, Again, he, we, we he thought mentioned you were off you. this week. Yeah, we did mention you. We yeah. mentioned you. Yeah, Harry mentioned you. But you're not you on do, Twitter. So. You You don't get on your Twitter hardly at all. And then... <laughs> Um, or at all because i don't use twitter even though you have a twitter that he tagged you in two. He, he, has tagged, two. he tagged at earl nieto Earl has um, two twitters apparently has two twitters <laughs> i think i do too believe it or not but the first one i made like in 2012 and i follow like the nba and that's it yeah but anyways uh don't feel bad Earl. don't feel bad
1: oh well, i don't because while you guys are talking your lives away i will be making sure my money don't jiggle jiggle and it folds
2: <laughs> Seth's, Seth's face was incredible right there. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to sit down with Kaylor tomorrow night. Again, something we've tried to do over the past couple of seasons is talk to people that, um, cover clubs that we don't normally talk to. Um, and Kayler's is one of the ones that, you know, that we were really interested in. I, we're setting up something, uh, with another club as well here in a couple of weeks. Um, because I really want to know more about, you know, Birmingham and how they've played and how they've adjusted since the loss of, of Nico and, and a couple other changes that they made in the off season. So, um, you know, Prosper Kasim obviously, you know, they're, they're top scorer this year. He scored the game winner against Phoenix a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, obviously they're going to try to feed him the ball. They're going to try to get him involved. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, again, we've, we've talked about it, last couple of seasons without seeing these Eastern conference clubs, you know, regularly, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint what it is they want to do. Um, so as far in terms of what United is going to want to do Saturday against Legion, you know, what do you think is the key for United in this match? Score.
2: Hard. Do you think process. we
1: should score more goals?
2: Hard yeah, I can tell hitting, you what, the hard hitting the
1: team that scores the most goals will win.
0: Yeah, more than likely.
1: <laughs> no, but really, uh it's going to be exactly what we hit on all night. I mean, if we can control the midfield and be able to focus the midfield on passing to the attack, I mean, we should be fine. If we could exploit their back line, which... I mean, if if Tainter is there, um, we might be okay as long as he keeps the last name. Um, But, yeah, so that's that's my thing is if we focus on the midfield and just uh, attack from the midfield to the attacking line, the attacking line, we should be fine.
0: Quick update from uh, Open Cup. LA Galaxy are still level with Sacramento 1 1 in the 63rd minute.
2: Oh, the Open Cup's going on right now?
0: Yeah. There's one oh. match tonight, two matches tomorrow, and then one next week. Wow. Yeah. When does Omaha huh. play tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Nashville and Orlando play next week. So, yeah, Sacramento got up, uh scored in the, for, in the opening five minutes of this match tonight. And then uh, LA Galaxy came back and scored. Uh, I think it's around like the 25th. I don't remember. I was watching earlier, but 18. it's been a pretty good game. Yeah. Been a pretty good game so far. So keeping that going, um, you know, for me looking at how Legion plays and looking at the talent that they have on their roster, I don't feel like the pace is going to be too much of an issue because we've shown at the back that we can handle that. Um, I think again, as we've, I think we've been saying it all season long, the The creativity out of the midfield, you know, obviously Justin Portillo, one of the best chance creators in the entire USL this season, you know, Christian Nava is getting up there, you know, we Chris Wehan has been improving as the season has gone on. Um, I think that's going to be it: the creativity and the link-up play out of the midfield, and moving the ball forward. Um, you've got to keep pushing and and creating opportunities uh, because. To me, what I've watched from the East this season is that they're going to give up a lot of goals. They're not necessarily sound, 100% sound at the back. They're going to give up opportunities. They're going to give up goals. And if you can force the issue out of the midfield, you're going to put them into a bad spot. And so I think, you know, guys like Nava and Partillo are going to play an important role on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I've, I've come to the conclusion that in soccer, whoever wins the midfield battle is probably going to be in a pretty good shape to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you see that with us. Uh, you look at last year compared to this year and look at the midfield and how well they've played last year. Uh, Earl's favorite uh, and a few others. Um, then you look at the difference this year and it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that's how it should look. And when we've, played well uh Nava and Portillo and Hamilton um Rivas have all performed well in the in the midfield and that's that's been a huge difference um and really it wasn't let me go back it wasn't just JPG no it wasn't
1: It was also the mass accumulation of yellow cards throughout the entire midfield that we just had to play cautiously. Um, We're not seeing as many yellow cards, unless your name is Justin Portillo. Um, We're really far down on the list of cautions received this year. Yeah, we're not receiving as many yellow cards as what we have in two years past. I mean, I think we've probably had maybe five to eight total yellow cards.
2: Now nah, we've had more than that. some more than that. I think it's around we're probably f- fifteen. Let me double yeah, that's, check. That's what I would say. I would say between like fifteen and eighteen. But it's it's still not nearly what we had last year, I bet. I think we had time. 18
1: in one game last year.
2: <laughs> uh, Loudon. Um No, that was a different match. That was the San Antonio. Oh yeah. We probably had I there were probably three matches that combined us for 18 last year. I I, I feel confident saying that. No, 33 yellows received this year for us but oh, yeah wow.
0: you you talk about last i mean way more the, than thought, the but... least in the league is, is 25 so um but yeah compared to last year like you you know we had tanari you had jpg you had some other guys picking up yellows pretty consistently through the midfield and you know you had like earl said you you have to play cautiously through that um and, and, and I, I I was tracking the yellow cards and red cards last year, and it was it was a lot. I'll, I'll have to go back and pull up my spreadsheet and look at the the final numbers, but like, it was just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we're definitely playing smarter this season than we have.
2: Do I root for Sacramento here? By the way, yes, I do. Yeah, yes, you root for Sacramento here.
1: You're an LAFC fan. You have to root against Galaxy all the time.
2: That's true. It's
1: true.
0: We are lower league soccer.
2: I I know but We're Sacramento, also a lower Sacramento league podcast. Sec- <laughs> oh Robert uh, believe me the, the the baby shark chant no. No. I don't No. I disagree but, completely. I have kids and so I have to listen to baby shark anyways. But <laughs> so might as well put a soccer spin on it. Uh I so- I'd
0: rather see the uh the Nava
2: going to give you up one. That one's pretty good too, but yeah, but my kids don't know what that is. So that's uh, for, for the longest time, it was Jamie. And, and I'll still do that every once in a while. And it pisses my kids off, which is why I do it. <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah. So I mean, Birmingham on Saturday. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's, I think we've hit all we're going to on that. I mean, what are, what are our scoreline predictions? I know uh, over on USL show, we had there was one person that said, uh, I believe it was 1-1 to United, 1-1 draw. Someone said United picks up a win on the road. I didn't catch the third prediction on that one. but Jake, looks like you said 3-0?
2: 3-0. Okay. Dick. Were you going to go 3-0? Mm-hmm. Fine, 4-0. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay. You, you stay 3 <laughs> I'll go 2-1. 3-0, it's 2-1. 3-0? three nil to two one you could have said two nil but no apparently by <laughs> no we always seem to we always seem question. to give up a goal um at
1: some random opportune inopportune time so i feel like two yeah, one is
2: probably the most common score line in soccer so that's probably a good good guess there's probably some data
0: out there somewhere i we could probably try to find it but well you're um, a professional
1: here so i'll let
2: you <laughs> <laughs> I think our academy kids would perform better than that. Yeah, goal, our academy kids are pretty good. Goal, 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 um, goal, um You know, looking at uh, looking at Sacramento Discord. Sacramento Discord. word. Yeah, why do you think I was you yelling t- goal? <laughs> was. Awesome. you kicked a
1: timeout, and you acknowledge the fact that Sacramento is beating Galaxy. Jonathan Klinsman
0: in goal too.
1: Wow, don't know who that is, but
0: okay. Jurgen don't... Klinsman's son.
1: Oh, that
2: doesn't mean anything to me. Jurgen Klinsman, former U.S. national. Team I know coach. who he is. It okay. doesn't mean anything to me that he's in the goal. <laughs> it was a banger too. is was from way Here's the re- replay.
0: Oh wow! He gets the ball back off the deal.
2: Just right underneath the arms. Great oh, wow. goalkeeping. Great goalkeeping there.
0: How did he not
2: get to that? He did. He just went over the top of oh, it. Oh, it took a
0: slight deflection, did it?
2: No, yeah. I don't think it does.
1: No,
0: he just misses one. it. Oh no, i didn't. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> Robert Taco is
1: is the only time you'll ever see Jacob or seth smile. That's insane.
2: Robert talking shit about Sacramento's field uh,
0: <laughs> makes me happy. Yeah. Sacramento's field is terrible. Um, Legion actually have one of the league's worst conversion rates. They're only converting 8.4% of their shots. Um, we're obviously doing a little bit better than that. And I know there was some talk on the USL show earlier about, Oh, Sacramento going on a break. Sorry. I'm like, you're behind for one now. Yeah. A little bit. Um, me pause and i'll skip ahead i'll
2: keep um, you updated don't worry
1: i can
0: multitask <laughs> i can too um
1: i couldn't tell
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i was just i just saw it happen out of the corner of my eye i'll give that a give that a look but y- you know um united's conversion rate has gone up obviously the the phoenix rising match played into that but we're better offensively i think we're a better defensive club um, I'm going to go 2-0 again this week. I feel like you know Alex picks up another clean sheet and pulls it even with Cody Mizell for uh, most clean sheets in history. still on your prediction? Yes! Earl, we're still moving f- along at a clip here. We're still he's, an hour in. You just blew Earl's mind. Yeah. So, there's soccer on. I got distracted. What can I say? It's not hockey. Hockey is incredible. <laughs> if I can find, if I can find a team to follow and like, really sit down and get into it, like we the did Avalanche. cricket, like we did cricket last year, um, you know, I might be able to. I might be more inclined to watch it. So, you can watch
2: every Avalanche game. How slow? You're not missing much, though. It, it's it's called Altitude Sportsnet, um, and I the, I will give you my password. Oh, and okay. you can watch every Avalanche game. Can I go back and watch all of them on replay? No. Yes. You have to watch them live. On Altitude, <laughs> you have to watch them live. Okay. If, if they're on ESPN+, which some of them are, uh, okay. you can watch them on ESPN+. <laughs> Robert, we appreciate you being here, but we really do. Like, we're just, honestly, <laughs> we're just... Uh... <laughs>
0: You know, we're, we're sports fans in general. Like, yes, we, we talk to Mexico United, we cover New Mexico United, but. Seth, you, Seth you cannot use the word fan.
2: Okay. You are a <laughs> sports you, you take sports in. You take sports in. You are, but you are the soulless robot. Uh, yes. And so you cannot. Well, no, you're a fan of Atlanta sports because you're irrational about them. Texting us after our fifth <laughs> win in a row. That you guys went 14th <laughs> straight in the middle of freaking June. Yeah. So you know. um, So there you have it. There's our
0: recap of last week, our predictions for this week. We've talked about the saltiness of the USL Twitter. We've talked about a whole lot of different things. Um, I did have one final topic I wanted to get to you guys, and it's regarding uh, USL media, particularly you know smaller outlets. Do you think that there's a point at which you know, the league or clubs need to step in and say, hey, if you're not putting out quality content, if you're not uh, putting out regular content, if you're not being a at least attempting, to be,
1: pro- attempting to, be,
0: to be professional <laughs> at times, because this is in reference to a couple different things. And I think I mean, you guys know part of it. And there was there's another person on Twitter that covers a different club that has been rather salty, despite being a professional about things like, do you think there's a, a point at which the clubs in the league need to step in and say, Hey, you know, we're going to revoke access or we're going to, you know, we're going to step in and kind of, you know, say, Hey, you know, we need to have a, we need to have a discussion about the content you're putting out or how you're acting, you know, out there. Do you think that's a necessary step by the league or do you think that the clubs in the league just need or okay saying, you know, hands off?
2: uh i'm torn on this okay um i i think i think hands off is where i eventually fall if you'd have given me more time than two seconds to fucking think about it seth um maybe i could think it through and have have a different thought but um in general i think uh no we wouldn't be talking about phoenix no, um, we don't ever talk about people that cover Phoenix. No, never. Shouts to Elaine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think that you get into a slippery slope when that happens. Of you want you want whoever covering the team to be honest about it, how mm-hmm. they feel, uh, what they what they're seeing, uh, what they're reporting. Um, you want them to. You want it to be honest. Um, if if they are uh, if they are reporting inaccurate things, um that is something that definitely needs to be squashed because that is not that is not opinion. If it's fact, if you're putting it out there as fact, it needs to be fact. yes, um but that goes that's for anything that is for. I don't know if you guys saw the usa today reporter um who had oh all the fall all the fake sources 20 20 of her articles taken down because she was fabricating sources and then not giving credit to certain people and i mean it it was just shit show if if you've got stuff like that going on um anything near that if if you're saying it, it for instance if the situation is uh, when it comes to regarding open dates for rescheduling matches and uh, not that it is, but not, I'm just uh, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking, if, if you're out there saying, well, there were open dates, but they just didn't, didn't want to give us one. um, And you're just wrong on that. uh, That's, that's, there's a problem there and the league needs to step in. Uh, especially because when it comes to usl the majority of fans are getting their source or their knowledge of situations and things from these smaller media outlets like us um and and so if you're wanting to be that outlet you damn well better have your facts straight and if you don't and you're portraying it as facts then then that's a problem now if if you're a a podcast like us and we're full of fans if i'm not reporting anything but i'm saying hey this is really pissing me off that this is happening um like sure you could use phoenix as another example here and say um say say you're upset that they haven't fired rick chance um if you want to talk shit about rick chance and the organization fine more power to you uh If you're a media person and you're saying that kind of stuff, fine, whatever opinion is opinion. That's if you're upset about it, you're upset about it. But if you're out there saying, Hey, uh, I'm hearing that this is happening. um, When it comes to Rick chance, I hear that they're not going to fire Rick chance, even though that might not be true. Or, Hey, I hear, So and so is leaving, blah blah blah. Uh, If you're out there reporting it as fact and it's not, that's that's a problem.
0: Yeah, and 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 Robert, this is kind of what we're talking about. You know, like that's where that's what I'm kind of asking the question: like, does the USL need to have some sort of guidelines for the for the media for the people that are being credentialed for these matches? Like, does there need to be a standard across the league? Because there are some people that are out there perpetuating incorrect information. Um, You know, we over the past four years, you know, Jacob and Earl through Somos Anilas News, myself through, um, through Seek and Strike and now through, through Somos Mas, like we've worked on our relationship with the club to the point where, you know, we can reach out to the club on any, at, at any given time, basically, and say, hey, we have these questions. Hey, can we grab, can we talk to a certain player or someone in the office or a coach? Like, you know, we've had a couple, we've had, we've had, coach on the show we've had some other folks on the show david carl has come on a couple times um and we've tried to you know build relationships around the league as well you know with other shows and you know we want to be and i've had conversations with the clubs that you know we want to be a source for the club we want to be you know recognized you know not say like an official partner of the club or anything like that but we want to be recognized as like part of the local media that can be trusted you know And when you and we try to we we source all of our information from the club directly. We don't go in and around. We talk to the club directly. Um, And we don't if we don't if we haven't confirmed something, we won't say, hey, this is confirmed. We won't perpetuate false information. And, you know, like we try to have civil conversations across social media with different outlets and with different people. And. I just, I think the league needs to have a, a a standard in what is being put out there. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, Earl, you've obviously, you know, you you were one of the ones that helped start Somos Inditos, um News. You've been involved, you know, since the beginning as well. I mean, and you guys work directly with the players, directly with the club. I mean, was there ever a sense that if you guys, like, kind of stepped out of that, that the club would, like, break down that that agreement that you guys had or that the club wouldn't give you the access that you had
1: uh i want to say no um for the longest time i i don't know what access we had to be honest i knew of one person who had media passes um i don't even know how i how i got access later on i i really don't know how it worked out um but to be honest year one i don't think if we decided to fold this fold this uh, paper up and call it good i don't think the club would have had any kind of qualms about it
0: okay i mean and robert here yes yes a standard would make sense to avoid misinformation misinformation is not good for the collect for the collective and i completely agree you know i I think that's a very valid point there I mean, obviously, there's always gonna be rumor around, you know, athletes and contracts and all that kind of stuff rumor about, you know, stadiums and and, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, when you're just flat out saying something wrong, like at least own up to it, like, you know, say, hey, look, we got this wrong, we got the reporting wrong on this. And I think there are too many sources, too many outlets that aren't willing to do that. And I think there's too many outlets across the league that that don't put in the effort to put out high quality content on a regular basis that are that and and even those that are, you know, some of them aren't sourcing their information. So I think a standard needs to be set in order to help the the growth of the league and Jacob like you said, you know, it's small outlets that are really putting the information out there that are they're giving people inroads like we're fortunate here in town that we have the journal we have kob ko that are all at the games you know we're at the games you've got espn radio at the games and so you know we have a lot of different outlets here that some other clubs may not have <clears throat> and so i kind of think like in in our situation we have a lot of people that are involved enough that, we're, that we kind of keep each other honest you know no one's going to put something out there. We all have the same access. You know, we all have the same ability to reach out to the club or be at pressers. Um, I mean, what do you, do you think, what steps, if any, does a league need to take? Or, or do they just say, Hey, look, you know, leave it up to the clubs and go from there let the clubs decide. Because we've heard of clubs that give out different levels of access. We've heard of clubs that uh, have been given approval to deny access to certain outlets. um, you know based on how they handle themselves in
2: public i i don't know about like i would i don't feel like i'm qualified to sit here and say these are the standards that need to be out there um set by the usl uh i think it's i think it should be up to the teams to monitor what outlets are saying about them reporting about them and if there's a problem they need to tackle it themselves um when it comes to when it comes to media or the access that media gets from the club i think the club should monitor that themselves uh i am not necessarily one for setting a standard uh league wide necessarily Because, like for us, we're kind of different than the journal. And and we should be kind of different than the journal because we're coming at it from a different perspective than the journal. And I could very easily say or very easily see if some universal standard was created that that could hinder some of the stuff that we have the freedom to say that's not reported on. Like what we report on, we try our best. Uh, well, we we just flat out don't report things that we don't have backed up, that, that, right. that we don't have uh, sourced properly. But we say opinion things a lot on here that I know aren't necessarily politically correct or um, things that the club might not necessarily want us to say or agree with us. Uh, when it, it you look at our Juan Pablo Guzman hate, uh, it could very easily see a standard saying we can't you can't cross certain lines when talking about players that that we might not have crossed, but we might toe that line. Mm-hmm. Um, and i don't I don't want the media to be restricted like that as far as opinions go. so, Oh, we can we can tell you for a fact, Robert, that the club
0: does pay attention. At least from from yeah. uh, from New Mexico our United, club, anyways, from, yeah, yeah, from our club.
2: The club knows what we talk about. You yeah, know, they know. What um, they, they listen. They yeah. they watch. They listen. Whatever. Um, they follow. They're active on Twitter, uh, and social media. They know what is said about us on there. Uh, mm-hmm. they know what other teams have said about us on there. Um, they oh, oh yeah, they keep up with
0: it. It's yeah, the uh, the conversation I had earlier with the club, like they were very well aware of what was being said on Twitter. Like, you know, we were being, you know, we were ha- trying to have a uh, civilized conversation about what was going on. And then the reactions to it, like the club was very well aware, like they saw what was happening and, you know, um, had conversation about that. Um, and, you know, yeah, they yeah, they pop in, they listen, they watch, they, you know, they'll sit in on the show. Like, so they know what we talk about um and i mean there's other there's other clubs where you don't see that and you know we're not saying that the clubs have to go and, like hire somebody or do whatever you know but just i think that most clubs are aware enough of the social media presence of those covering the club that if something was out of line they could step in and say hey look we you know don't we don't appreciate you guys saying this like this isn't you know something along those lines. Um, yeah, that's just kind of like where I'm at with it. And, you know, yeah. we ha- and we have our relationship with the club and we don't like, well, there are things that we know that we do not talk about, you know, because we don't want to lose that trust with the club. Like several, uh, during season one, uh, as an example, the local media here leaked that United was going to play uh, a friendly against Cardiff City the it it was on the tv broadcast i think it was it was kob koat one of them leaked it early
2: i will tell you right now it was koat yeah because the picture of the tv that was all over social media was my tv yeah and and it it was a disaster well it wasn't a disaster for me i was just saying hey guys look what i saw um but i i think koat got some
0: yeah, so it, it got leaked, you know, and at the time I was with Seek and Strike, and I reached out to the club, uh, to, to someone at the club. I said, hey, is this official? Um, you know, can we talk about this? And the, the person at the club confirmed it. I put out a simple tweet, and the communications director at the time started an investigation. They reached out to me. I said, look, I saw it on TV. I reached out. Someone confirmed it so like and i you know i didn't tell them who i got it from you know um uh, but they're very well aware uh, of what was on and yeah ron you know, ron's really good i love ron to death um but yeah and you know the the when the when the low dose match get that announcement came out like the club made a very conscious decision to not step in and and say something you know, um, and same with the, the rising. You know, they tried to disengage as much as possible because they knew what was going on with the rising stuff.
2: Robert, so, I have a question for you. It's it's kind of random, kind of not because well, you'll see. Uh, and Harry, if you're still here, I would like your opinion as well. Um, I just started following the, this league in 2019 when we came into it. So, can you guys tell me? How good Phoenix was before 2019, and if they were the definition of mediocre or not—that's all I would like to know. Um, but yeah,
0: like, and, and so like, there are things, that, like I said, there are things that we know, right, like, know. like we knew about the lowest Dose match well before it got announced. We knew that, like, <clears throat> we knew it was it was on the books. We knew the club was waiting for that, waiting for league approval. And so, like, when the announcement came out, we even said, "Hey, look, you know, this is." What the situation was, but you know, we couldn't say anything. we like we knew pretty much all the signings ahead of time. We, you know, through our own deductive oh, reasoning. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, through our own deductive reasoning. You know, Jacob figures some out, Earl figures them out, just looking at stuff, you know. And so we worked to we worked with the club to try to confirm the information before it even happened, you know. I'm pretty sure that I way, only
1: figured out just one.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, just,
2: we wanted to make sure we had the right information. So I don't know how much, I don't, sorry. I don't know how much of it was figured out as in, or if it was more just blurted out an idea and it ended up being (laughs) true. But yeah, um, I mean the Cody Mizell signing,
0: like, you know, they took very clear audio from open cup a couple of years ago. So like, you know, stuff like that, but you know, we take our relationship with the club seriously. And you know we try not to step, overstep our bounds, and but you know the club has always been willing to work with us um, on trying to get a, get us folks. Like we tried to get Cody Mizell on the show a couple weeks back um, before he went back to New York, and so uh, unfortunately we couldn't get him. But you know it's I just I think it's important that we that we make sure that we're reporting accurate information and not like overstep anything.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I joke about seth being a soulless robot um earl's called basically everybody in media soulless bastards Um, uh, and we we joke about it plenty but at the same time we're not running our mouth off when we don't have anything actually sourced or, or proven so um so i be better, media. Be better. Yeah, here you go. When, right, was, when, when was that, Robert?
0: I want to say it was
2: 2018 when he stepped so, in. So here's what I... Because I, I looked it up. Because... Um, uh, what's his name? Vagina Plaster. Uh, was running his mouth off on Twitter because that's what Vagina Plaster does. Um, and he said... Oh well, we we don't have a standard of mediocrity like you guys do in New Mexico. Um, we we hold our so we're used to winning. Blah 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 blah. Well, I looked it up, and funny thing, uh, I think before two thousand nineteen, when they had the they won the supporter shield going away in the regular season, at least it was like fifth, eighth. 6th 10th 11th 13th uh not spectacular uh by any means so i just thought it was funny that they were talking shit and i i i had seen i just looked at the standings obviously but i wanted to know if that those actually were representative of of kind of what we were what how they were so i just thought i'd ask
0: coming out of the final minute out in l.a Sacramento
2: yes,
0: still up two one. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a great way to look at it, Robert. You know, um, I mean, every club is going to go through their struggles at times and you know, it, it does, it does make your club stronger. You know, when you start bringing in those pieces and you start figuring out a way to win and you know, start turning around and getting the results and you know, pushing your way up the table. Like it's absolutely like, you know, I, I think that's better than just saying, all right, do your job uh, Here's your giant injection of money, you know, go out and buy some championships. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, you know, we enjoy doing this, you know, we enjoy our relationship with the club. We, you know, we, you know, we do this for fun and we can, we can be critical. We can be positive. We can take the stances that we want and, and still like, you know be able to be objective
2: it's over sacramento that it is
0: on. another cup set there we go sacramento moves on the usoc semifinals wow
2: would they play omaha or do you know
0: uh i don't know all right i'd have to, i'd have to look at it um But we will figure that out for sure. Um, but yeah, so I think that's gonna just about do it for us tonight. Jacob, you want to go ahead and get us out of here?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, Robert, thank you for for joining us. Uh, thank you for the comment or the compliment. I won't let Phoenix know that you said anything nice about us. Um, Henry, I, I or Harry, I guess you're gone. Um, but that's shame. He's he's in Mountain Standard Time now, so he should be up. So, but I guess he's not. Uh, always appreciate you joining in. Um, one game to talk about next week. Uh, hey, it's a big one. Uh, again, Seth mentioned it earlier. Uh, I believe Friday uh, on the Hammering Down podcast, we will be featured on it uh with a conversation that we're going to have tomorrow with kayler hodges uh very excited about that um always like listening to uh uh other people's opinions on uh, other team media coverage uh when it comes to stuff like this And, and when we get these especially these matchups that don't happen very often um again show me an angle robert show me an angle that's all i care about if 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 you prove me wrong i will admit that i'm wrong i will but i just haven't haven't been proven yet so uh again thank you everybody uh we'll be back next week nine o'clock on tuesday uh and hopefully we're talking about three win or three points from birmingham and and who knows we'll just we're playing really well right now but i'm not gonna Uh, start counting chickens before they hatch so saturday what did you seven o'clock seven o'clock saturday seven o'clock uh if you can go to the lab uh be there make some noise if not espn plus great thing there uh i hate espn's uh app most of the time when it comes to like espn but um espn plus usually works pretty well for us and and uh it'll be tyler and Hursty, i think on the call uh so that's Uh, always yeah it might because jj was gonna be on tomorrow night but yeah so i don't know who who, it's gonna be tyler for sure i don't know who else is gonna be with him but uh great great when tyler's on the call every time no matter what so uh if you can't make it out to the lab be sure to check that out and uh until next week guys
0: You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.